You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, Episode 47. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Welcome back. This week, I want to talk about who we are as eaters. And this is coming because not so long ago, I was on a call with a client and, you know, she had just made this decision. She was going on a trip to Vegas and she had decided that she was just not going to eat unless she was physically hungry. And that was the only guideline that she gave herself in terms of food on this trip. And she stuck to it and she came back and she said it was super easy. I mean, I had just decided and that's what I did and it was no problem at all. And I thought, how amazing is that? And since having that conversation with her, I keep having this memory from about five or six years ago when I was at a social event with a bunch of people and it was a young boy's uh, birthday and his mom had brought like a store-bought birthday cake and for everybody to share to celebrate his birthday. And I remember one man being offered a piece of cake and his response was, no, thank you. I don't eat store-bought baked goods. And that was just it. That was his answer. And they moved on to offer the next person the piece of cake. And I remember watching this play out before me and thinking, my God, would I ever love to be a person who doesn't eat store-bought cake? Because I eat store-bought cake all the time. It's like one of my go-tos when I am like overly anxious and overwhelmed and, and need to eat to calm myself down. Um, store-bought chocolate cake is, is one of the first things that I run to. And it's just, I always come back to that conversation wondering why can't I be a person who doesn't eat cake? And after listening to my client talk about deciding to only eat when she's hungry in Vegas, it made me realize that I have just never actually made the decision to be the person who doesn't eat store-bought cake. And that got me to thinking of who am I as an eater? And I'd like to ask that question of you as well. Who are you as an eater? And I like to say I am a vegetarian. I'm not really. I eat chicken. But for, for almost 20 years, I was a vegetarian. And that started when I was about 12 years old. I stopped eating beef at that point in time. And I don't even remember the reasons why anymore. But I was 100% committed to not eating beef. And over time, that just became who I am. I'm just not a person who eat, eats beef. And, you know, before long, I wasn't eating other meats either. And I was just a vegetarian. And so when people offered me meat, it was super easy for me to say, well, no, thank you. I'm a vegetarian. And now I do eat chicken and fish. And so I'm fine with that. But I don't eat any other meat. So, you know, if somebody offers me bacon, it's easy for me to say, no, thank you. I don't eat pork. Right. That's just who I am as an eater. And 
At one point in my life, I had made the decision that I'm no longer going to eat these foods. And after a certain amount of time of practicing that, that's just who I became. And it's not something that I have to think about anymore. It's just instinctual for me. And so the question is, you know, for those of us who struggle with emotional eating or find that we're often experiencing urges or cravings for specific foods and we ask ourselves like why can't I just say no and and so this question has been on my mind for the last little while and I'm my husband is another example of of putting this into play so I've told you before that he lost almost a hundred pounds um, in the year or two before I met him and when he talks about what he did is really he just made the decision not to have fast food uh, specifically deep fried fast food anymore that was it and he just up and decided no more and he still to this day it's been I don't know almost a decade he still doesn't eat deep fried foods and like that's just who he's become and again it comes back to this is like why can't I do the same thing with chocolate cake like where is the dissonance there for me. And the other day I was reading this little excerpt um, in Jack Canfield's book, Success Principles. And in it, he says that it is actually easier to be 100% committed to something than it is to be just 99% committed. And when I first read that, I'm like, well, you know what, that doesn't even make sense. Like to be all in just seems harder than to be mostly in. And then I started thinking about that in terms of my client who went to Vegas. And, you know, she had just decided she was going to go all in and only eat when she was hungry. And that was it. She had made this decision ahead of time and she stuck to it. Now, in retrospect, if she had decided, you know what, maybe I'm just going to only try to eat if I'm hungry and we'll just kind of see how it goes. If she was just 99% committed, then what happens is she goes to Vegas and every time she's faced with a decision to eat, she's got to decide, well, you know what, I'm not really hungry right now. Should I or shouldn't I eat? So I think that's what makes it difficult. And so if we go back to this question I have for myself of like, why can't I just be the person who doesn't eat store-bought chocolate cake, I think the reason is, is I cannot be 100% committed. I'm only 99% committed because I have all of the what ifs going on in my head. So when you're 100% committed, there are no what ifs. There's just no room for any other decision to make to, to be made, right? You've just decided 100% I am not going to eat unless I'm hungry in Vegas. I'm decided 100% no fast food, no deep fried food. I've decided 100% no store-bought chocolate cake. And when you're just 99% committed, you're just allowing this space for argument, for debate, for negotiation, and for excuses to creep in. And so I think you know, when I sit here, even just talking to you right now, and I think about, can I commit to saying no to chocolate cake forever? I I feel this little surge of panic come up. And what I'm thinking is, what's going to happen when I get an urge and I can't fight it? What's going to happen if I start to feel totally anxious and overwhelmed? And I think that chocolate cake is the only thing that's going to make me feel better. What if I'm at somebody's birthday party 
and I want to celebrate with everybody else. What if I've just had a lovely dinner out with my husband and we've planned to have, you know, wine and cake for dessert and I have to say no? Like, how miserable is that going to be for me? So I just keep thinking of all of these what ifs, like what is going to happen if and I'm the person who doesn't eat chocolate cake. And so my first thought after experiencing this within my own brain was that I'm just not ready to say no to chocolate cake. And the second thought was I started arguing with myself is that I teach my clients that they never have to say no forever to anything ever, that there is always room in inside a healthy diet for all of the things that we love. And we just have to maybe look at how we're choosing to include those in. And so if I decide to never have chocolate chocolate cake again, I am not living according to the principles that I teach my clients. And I don't want to be that person. I want to I want to practice what I preach. And so I've really been sitting with this for a couple of days. And I think what it really all comes down to is how we want to identify as eaters. And what I know for sure is I don't want to be the person who always feels out of control around chocolate cake. Right. And so I know that if I go to the grocery store and I am super stressed out or feeling overwhelmed and I walk through the bakery, I am absolutely going to be tempted. It's going to be absolutely torturous for me to see chocolate cake and not buy it. And to be fair, most of the time I don't buy it because I understand, you know, what's going on in my brain and why I'm having the urge and I'm able to just let it pass. But it's hard, right? Because I know just a bite or two is going to make me feel so much better, even if it makes me feel, you know, totally crappy, you know, 10 minutes later. But that's that's for another discussion. And so my question is, how can we be 100% committed to making changes to the way we eat and to changing who we identify as, as eaters without giving up the foods that we love? And, you know, there's lots of studies out there to, to tell us that different people respond to rules, I'll use that word loosely in different ways, right? So some of us are much better at abstaining. So having that rule, I never eat chocolate cake will work for some people. It doesn't work for me. I'm an, I'm a moderator. I do much better if I'm able to moderate the amount that I have. And so maybe what I need to do for myself is instead of saying, I am not a person who eats or I'm a person who never eats store-bought chocolate cake, I can say, I am just a person who eats store-bought cake in these situations, right? So maybe if somebody brings a chocolate cake to a birthday party and I'd like to have a piece, that's okay. But I will no longer go and buy it when I'm feeling um, overwhelmed or anxious or I haven't otherwise planned ahead to have it. And What that means, though, is I have to take all of those objections and what ifs that I had earlier and come up with alternate plans for them. So when I think about giving up chocolate cake, I think, what if I do get overwhelmed and anxious? And so the next question I need to ask myself is, what else can I do to help me feel better when I'm anxious or overwhelmed? 
And I actually did this this morning in my journal. I sat down and I started writing out a list of things that I can do to soothe myself that don't involve food. And these include things like having a short walk, getting a hug from my husband, petting the dog, having a glass of water, stepping outside and standing in the sun for a few minutes, sitting down with my journal, having a bath, calling a friend. Like there's a million different things that work equally as well as the chocolate cake. And so now my brain knows I don't actually need the chocolate cake to manage the overwhelm and the anxiety that I often find myself in. And so it feels a little bit easier for me to decide to become that person who doesn't rely on store-bought chocolate cake to soothe my feelings. And the other thing, you know, objection came up was, you know, what if, you know, Rob and I want to have chocolate cake at the end of a dinner? Now, Rob and I, we go out for dinner very infrequently, like maybe once a quarter at most. And when we do, we go all out. We go to a fancy ass expensive restaurant. We do all the courses. We have all the the wine and it's something special that we like to do um, for each other. And, you know, when I do that, we're planning ahead. And so I know that I'm going to eat a lot and I tend to have a lighter lunch, a lighter breakfast, you know, in anticipation of that. And so I don't actually think there's anything wrong with having chocolate cake as dessert at the end of this meal. Like that's something that I want to, to continue to have. And so I feel like that's okay. I can be a person who eats chocolate cake when I go on date nights with Rob, right? And that's very different from being the type of person who runs to the grocery store to buy cake to feel better when she's feeling anxious, right? You see where I'm going there? And so rather than making this absolute, I am never going to eat chocolate cake again because I'm not the person who eats chocolate cake. I am going to take on this identity of I am the person who deliberately chooses when I have chocolate cake. And I feel good with that decision. I feel like I can go 100% all in on being the person who just chooses deliberately when she eats chocolate cake, right? And it feels right for me to be the person who never, ever eats beef. And so I'm okay to be that person. It just doesn't feel right for me to be the person who never eats chocolate cake, And so what my challenge is for you is to look at the places where where you where you have a definition for who you are as an eater. And, you know, examples might be I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. I'm a meat eater. I eat keto. I am not a person who likes vegetables. I'm a person who loves vegetables. I'm a person who likes to grow my own vegetables. I'm a person who likes to make my own bread. I'm a person who never eats bread, (laughs) whatever it is. Like, how do you define yourself as an eater? And ask yourself why? Why are you the vegetarian? Why are you the person who bakes your own bread? Why are you the person who hates vegetables? Whatever it is. And, you know, just Just look at why you're able to be 100% convicted in in that reason. And sometimes it's going to be for ethical reasons, right? I mean, we often have um, ethical or environmental reasons for why we choose to eat a certain way. And that can make it very easy for us to be committed because it's a conviction that we have or a belief that we have. It's a value that we hold dear. 
It might also be just because of preference, right? Like I freaking hate tomatoes. I love like tomato sauce and all of the things, but like actually give me a slice of potato uh, tomato and I literally want to gag. And so I'm a person who doesn't eat potato or tomatoes simply because I can't stand them, right? Or you look at Rob, he he just made this decision, I don't eat deep fried foods. And that's just a a decision he's decided to make because he feels healthier and he's doing it for his health. And that is super important to him. So see if you can tease out the reasons why you identify as the eater that you do. And then next, take a look at who you want to be as an eater. I talked about my example of the chocolate cake, but I would also like to be somebody who doesn't include a lot of processed foods in her diet. And my reasons for that is, you know, one, I don't like knowing that I'm being manipulated by the food industry. And two, I don't like how I feel when I eat them. They almost always make me feel bloated and headachy and gross. And three, they make me feel a little bit out of control. So when I have like one or two potato chips, it's very difficult for me to stop eating after one or two. I have the urge, you know, to keep on going and I don't like feeling out of control like that. And then another reason is I know that it interferes with my hunger hormones in my body and it contributes to um, weight gain in my body. And I just don't want any of that either. So I have all sorts of reasons why I would prefer to be a person who doesn't eat processed foods, but I still struggle with that committing 100% because I have these what ifs coming up. It's convenient. It's how we celebrate with friends. It's, you know, what's available to, to, to snack on at work when people bring in treats, right? I have all of these objections come up. So that's what I'd like you to do is look at who you would like to be as an eater and then look at what objections or what ifs or excuses come up for for you and then make a decision for each one. Is there another way that I can solve that objection? And if, if so, make a plan for that. And then if not, ask yourself, how important is this to me? Right. And, you know, for me, it's not important for me to be able to eat the treats at work. Right. So I am perfectly able to bring my own snacks to work so that I can eat in a way that feels aligned with me. But am I really willing to give up popcorn at the movie theater? You know, maybe most of the time that I go to the movies, but not every time. Like part of me still wants to be able to do that from time to time. And so then maybe I will make a specific plan about when I eat popcorn. And then just like my chocolate cake example, I will decide that I'm only going to maybe have it, you know, once every two or three times that I go to the movies. And I'm definitely only going to have it if I really want it, not just because I'm at the movies and it's a habit for me. And so By going through this process, asking yourself who you want to identify as, as an eater, and then identifying what objections come up, we can then make a decision. Is this something that I actually want to commit to 100%? And to circle back to Jack Canfield's idea that 100% is so much easier than 99%, really take a minute to think about what that means. Like, let that sink in and look for examples from your own life of where that might be true. And because, you know, when I first read that, like I said, I was pretty skeptical. But the more I look at my own life, the more that I know it's true. Right. Because it's easy. I, I don't eat pork. So anytime somebody offers me 
bacon at breakfast, super easy to just say no because I don't eat bacon, right? When it comes to chocolate cake, there's always just this deliberation. Do I want it? Do I not want it? How much of it do I want? All of the things, which is exhausting and annoying. And so if you're able to make decisions ahead of time that you can commit to 100%, the deal's done. You don't have to do those deliberations. You can say no just as easily as I say no to the bacon, right? But I think the key is just being honest with yourself about what your objections are, whether or not you're willing to overcome them. And if not, coming up with an alternative plan so you're not always arguing with yourself. And, you know, what do I still feel a little bit unsettled about that situation a few years ago where I watched that man just so casually say, no, I'm not a person who eats, you know, store-bought chocolate cake. Yeah, yeah, part of me would still love to be that person, but I'm just not there yet, and I'm okay with that. All right, Thank you for listening to my rambles today. We'll be back at you next week with a couple more interviews with some amazing women talking about goals. It's, it's going to be fantastic. So tune into those. And in the meantime, if you'd like to continue this conversation about who you are as an eater, please reach out to me at social media. I am at Ways of Health and on both Facebook and Instagram, and I would love to hear from you. Until next week, take care. 